Hi, I'm Sammy Shulman. And I'm Josh Siegel. And welcome back to The Floater. Today, Josh, is an exciting day because hopefully it's the last day we ever have to experience without professional sports. Yeah, hopefully for our lives. Yeah, that's the idea at least. Uh, So yeah, baseball's back tomorrow. And so it seems only right that we do some predictions. Yeah. So we're going through the divisions, standings, records, playoff, World Series, the whole 90 feet. Or, uh, I get um, it. Thank you. Usually it would be something with yards, but now it's feet. Because in baseball, it's measured in feet. Exactly. Unless you're in Canada, but that's not happening this year anyway. So yeah, uh, shouldn't have brought it up. Sour subject. Yeah, it is. Um. But, all right, without further ado, should we get started? Yeah, are we starting with the AL East, I assume? Sure. All right. So, I'm sure we'll have the same standings in this division. Yeah. We'll start at the top. I got the Yankees going 38 and 22. Yeah, I have them at 40 and 20. Yeah, definitely. Both of those seem pretty possible. Yeah. Uh, Rays? I have them at 34 and 26. Um, I have them at 35 and 25. Yeah, so we're pretty much right there. Yeah, yeah. I have and, a feeling a lot of our predictions are going to be pretty similar, but uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, right. I have the, the Red Sox in third at a game over. I guess technically two games over at thirty-one and twenty-nine. Yeah, I have them at thirty and thirty. Yeah, uh, then the Blue Jays coming in at twenty-six and thirty-four. On, I have them. Oh, all right. Yeah, I have them at twenty-five and thirty-five. Um. And then I got the Orioles at a uh, nice little 19 and 41. I have them at 21 and 39. 21 and 39, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The AL East, I think, is one of the more straightforward divisions, I think. In terms of standings, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd be shocked if if those aren't the standings. Well, here's a nice, interesting question. What do you think is, like, the most malleable, if that makes sense? Like, which one – out of, like, is it, oh, the Red Sox finished second or the Blue Jays finished last, maybe? Like, which one is the most up in the air, in your opinion? Maybe the Red Sox finishing second. If, like, it has to be a perfect scenario where there are injuries in the Rays rotation and the Red Sox lineup goes off because they have the lineup that has the ability to do that. Right. I think that is the most possible thing, that yeah. I, like, outcome where it wouldn't be that one, two, three, four, five, but because, I mean, the Red Sox are the Red Sox. Like, they'll be competitive in some Yeah. Way. Yeah. I Like, I could say the Blue Jays finishing last, but that's not that realistic. Yeah, it's really not. Um, Especially since the Blue Jays are supposed to be an improving team. Like, yeah. I think some people would even argue Blue Jays finishing ahead of Red Sox would be possible. I don't personally see it. Yeah, but... I mean, I think the Blue Jays are bad, and I think the Blue Jays are a last-place caliber team, but not in the division that has the Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles are a special type of bad. Yeah, they really are. All right, so you ready to move on to the AL Central? Yeah. All right, so I'll start uh, the Twins and the Indians. I have them both at 36 and 24. Yeah, I have the – I'm just going to say quickly, I'm going to give the division to the Indians because I'm not just predicting that they'll win like a playing game, but I think they're the better team. So as far as the playoffs go, I have the Indians winning the AL Central. Yeah, so I have the Indians at 36 and 24 and the Twins at 34 and 26. Yeah. They have very they both have very easy schedules and it's a little bit ridiculous how lucky they are with their schedules considering that 
there's going to be a wild card team, in my opinion, out of these two. And they're, they yeah. don't have to play whoever they're going to end up playing in the wild card game. And it's like, not how baseball is supposed to yeah. work. The A's are getting screwed over. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely um, agree. It's an unfortunate situation for them. Yeah. I, they're, they're a playoff cal. I think. In a normal year, the Twins don't make it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, I also think, really throughout baseball, the outlook is really similar to last year. I mean, there wasn't yeah. that much turnover in the offseason. And, like, there, there's probably going to be some weird shit that happens in the 60-game season. But I think over in a 162-game season, we would really see eight or nine of the ten same playoff teams as we saw last year. Definitely. Um, yeah. All right, so then you have those two at the top, and then there's a clear team in third as well, and that's the White Sox, and I have them at 530-30. Yeah, I have them at 29-31. How dare you underrate them? Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I really just... Yeah, but they're they're up and coming. Yeah. They they obviously tried to be competitive this year. I think that, like you said yesterday, they're one of the teams that not having expanded playoffs hurts a lot. Or yeah. I guess you said that about the Reds, but I think but the, the Reds truth are the I think they're very similar. Yeah, they're really – I was going to say they're, like, really, really similar. They're in the same boat. Yeah. Um, I think the White Sox are a little better, but I also think their division at the top is yeah, a little better. Yeah, the Reds have a better chance of making the playoffs, I would Right, think. just because of the division they're in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, White Sox uh, – White Sox are decent, and so 500 right around there is what's yeah. them. Yeah. All right, now we – it gets pretty dark – Bottom it, it of the division. It's as dark as it gets. Yeah. So I, I have the Tigers at 28-32, the Royals 21 th- You have the Tigers winning 28 games? 22-38, sorry. Okay, I was going to say Yeah, that. yeah, 22-38. So wait, you had the Tigers with 22 wins and the Royals with how many? 21. All right, so I kind of flip-flopped that. I have the Royals with 22 and 20, uh, 22 and 38, and the Tigers with 20 and 40. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've – not that it matters, but, like, we both know I think the Royals are better than the Tigers and you don't. Bottom line, yeah. both teams are bad. Really bad. So, yeah, however you slice it. Um, I think that the most – the thing I'm most confident about in this division is saying the White Sox will finish third. Yeah. I mean, there's just a middle ground there because they're not a playoff team. They're also – But they have a competitive team. roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think the Indians Twins race will be one of the more fun races in baseball this year. Definitely, I, like I mean, I that's just a little bit of a preview. That's the only one where I think there will be a game sixty-one in my predictions. Like I really couldn't separate those two teams record-wise. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's move on to the AL West. All right. Let's do it. Um. So the Astros, I have at thirty-eight and twenty-two. Yeah, I'm at thirty-seven and twenty-three. I mean, with everything that's going on. They're still one of really the best rosters. Good. They lost Garrett Cole, but it's not like they had him three years ago or two years ago for that matter. Yeah. It's the Astros. They probably have the best all, lineup. Also, and... it should be noted they're getting Lance McCullers back, who missed all of last year. Obviously yeah. not Garrett Cole, but they're a top three of Verlander, Granke, and McCullers is not too shabby. And they have a lot of young pitchers. Yeah, their lineup is still incredible. And I think I think we're in for an FU season. We'll have to see about Altuve's injury that I used to say in yesterday. Yeah. But assuming yeah. it's not anything too I wouldn't major. be surprised if at some point there's a hit-by-pitch-induced IL stint for someone. 
Yeah, I mean, you saw yesterday Altuve, Bregman, and Springer are right. all not thrown at. But and like, if the Royals are willing to do that, then yeah. let's just see what some. I'm I'm really about. excited for the new feature on the at bat app that lets fans choose what sounds they want manufactured into the stadium, and I'm excited for when they play in LA. Yeah, you mentioned that. to hear all the pumped in booze. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, but then let's move on in the division. Right. All right. Moving on, the A's are pretty solidly the second best team in the division. Yeah. I have them coming in at 33 and 27. So do I. It's poor A's. Yeah. It's an unfortunate situation. Yeah. As if as if they weren't already in an unfortunate situation, just yeah. usually, you know? I mean. Yeah. We just don't see this happen as much in baseball, both because of the number of games and the number of teams in the division, where it feels like every year in football, there's always – in a conference that one four seed who is clearly worse than the seven seed that's yeah. there's usually either in the afc or the nfc that happens and it could even be cross conferences and this year you just look at the a's and com- or even the phillies and compare them to any of the teams in the nl central well it's just like josh you know it's it's like how it was kind of weird that the nats did not have home field advantage against the cardinals yeah. um in the nl like because technically they were a division winner, but like that doesn't ch- take from the fact that in baseball record means so much more because you play every team in the NL. And like, I don't know. I feel like the A's are getting screwed. The Phillies are getting screwed. And even a team like, even a team like the, uh, whoever doesn't win the NL East, but makes the playoffs, they're going to be better than the Cubs or the Cardinals or the Brewers, yeah. but they're going to have to play the Dodgers. Yeah. Playing the Dodgers. Winning the NL East is going to matter more than ever. Yeah. So um, we'll get to that a little later, but it's just, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. So we have, and then next, I assume we both have the angels in third place. Yeah. I have the angels at 28 and 32. Yeah. I have them at 29 and 31. If trout plays that obviously skews them a few games, because even in a shortened season, I would expect him to get close to four war, which is ridiculous, but yeah. Um. So yeah, if he plays the whole season, if Rendon's healthy, cause I saw he's, Probably going to miss opening day. Yeah. Uh, their pitching is a question mark, but, like, they're fine. Big, big question mark. Yeah, they're fine. Um, and they have a good manager. Yeah, that's true. They, they got Madden. Um, but next we have the Rangers. I have them at 26 and 34. Yeah, I have the Rangers at 23 and 27. I'm not as high on the Rangers as I thought I was going to be. I thought they were in that same category as, like, the White Sox and the Reds. But then you kind of, like, look at their schedule – and I just don't really see it happening for them this year. Although I do like where they're, like, heading. Uh, I don't think this year things will quite pan out. I think they have a weird mix of veterans and young guys, and I just don't see it working. Yeah, I mean, I think one big thing for them is that they were around 500 last year. They were 78 and 84, and were missing Gallo for most of the year. Yeah, um, Gallo's incredible, obviously, and they added Kluber. But I just, yeah. I just get a feeling that it's not their year. Yeah, I mean, they have – uh, the biggest question mark for them is the rotation because they have Corey Kluber, Lance Lynn, and Mike Miner, all of whom have made very meaningful baseball contributions in the past, but who all have big question marks around them at this point in their career, but all of whom you could conceivably having a bounce-back year. So I think that's really the X factor for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then we have we the talked about how important pitching is. and Yeah. It's true. And then the Mariners, I think I said this on the over under. 
And I'm standing by it. Them and the Pirates are the two least interesting teams in baseball. They're not the two worst teams. But just... For me, it's them, the Pirates, and the Giants without Posey. Yeah. Um, But at least the Giants even have some people that we've liked watched baseball with and will probably give us one or two cool moments this year. Right. I guess so. I mean, the the difference between the Mariners and the Pirates is that any given Wednesday night, you'll be on ESPN and you'll see a Josh Bell home run. I just really don't think the only time you'll see a Mariners play is if they're playing against like the Yankees. Well, that's not even happening. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't see like if there was someone who went this year and tallied different highlights, I bet you nationally, the Mariners would be the least recognized. Team. Yeah, the only way is if Kyle Seeger has one of his like two week streaks that he's right. Sometimes but it's like does. last year you could rely on on Felix Hernandez striking out the side, and then all of a sudden King Field. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Now they lost that, and I, I just feel like there's nothing like they traded Edwin Encarnacion last year. They just don't have anybody on yeah. that interest. Then, yeah, um, two and thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, I have them at twenty-one and thirty-nine. So um, that's the AL. So with the exception of the Tigers and the Royals, I think we had the exact same standings throughout the AL. Yeah. And then I think our biggest discrepancy was like three games on the Rangers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that means we get to be wrong together for the most part. Yeah. Um, should we move do AL playoffs or move on to NL standings? Uh, whatever you think. Your call. Let's do NL standings. All right. Let's go to the NL. Should we go to the NL East or should we save it? We'll save it. All right. Yeah. Then let's go to the West and work our way All up. Right. So we're starting off with the Dodgers. Well, I think the Diamondbacks are going to win the division now. Okay, yeah. So I have the Dodgers at 39 and 21. And I know you had the Yankees at 40 and 20. But for me, the Dodgers at 39 and 21 would be the best record in baseball. Yeah, I have them at 41 and 19. Yeah. So what did we say equated to 100 wins? 37 wins or something like that? It's like 36 or 37. Yeah, and I think that in a normal year, the Dodgers would have sniffed 108. And I think yeah. that this year, 39 is a good number. 40, 41, just yeah. in that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're really, really good. Yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're, <laughs> they're good. And they just locked down Mookie Betts for God knows how long. Yeah, I mean, I just don't – I, I still am never going to understand what the Red Sox are doing. But I really Dodgers... think – I really think now that they have Betts and Bellinger together in the outfield, they could break the Braves' record. Um, the Braves record for consecutive playoff appearances? Division titles. Division titles. Okay. So I was close. 14. 14. And they're at what, like seven already? Yeah. And even the Braves. Yeah. And even the Braves have the asterisk in the middle. Because, because 94, the. Right. 94, yeah. the Expos would have won it. Okay, Expos, I see you. Um, um, all right. So then in second, I could see us having a few disagreements here. Um, I think second will have the same team. I have the Diamondbacks. Yeah, so do I. I have them just under 500 at 29 and 31. Yeah, I have them at 31 and 29 just because the rest of the division isn't very good. So they yeah. might get a few cheapies. I just have a feeling that they're going to beat each other up enough that none of them finish over 500. But I could definitely see it going either way. In third, I have the Padres. Yeah, so do I. All right, then I guess we are going to have the same standings. I have the Padres at 28 and 32. Yeah, I have them at 29 and 31. They're, they're kind of like a fun lineup but they're just not good enough that I'm going to put them any higher than a couple games under. There are, I mean, there are a lot of guys on that team who I have had meaningful moments watching them play baseball over the years. Does any, is there any particular player that stands out? Well, Eric Hosmer, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, but 
Like, I, I just don't see it with them. I mean, obviously, I love Machado. Like, I will watch Padres games this year because just I love Machado and Fernando Tatis and Chris Paddock are really fun to watch. Yeah, they did. And they have some guys coming in in a few years, like we talked about on the over-under. But for now, they're kind of stuck yeah. in mediocrity. But but they'll be a fun team. Like, they're, yeah. a, good, they're a good MLB.TV team. Definitely. I mean, Fernando Tatis is a must-watch kind of player, so. Yeah. Uh, then in um, fourth, I have the Rockies. Yeah, same. I have them at 25 and 35. So do I. And the Rockies just kind of fell off a cliff. And I think they'll keep falling for yeah. a little while. Yeah, though I saw a couple of videos from their exhibition game last night at at the new Ranger Stadium, Globe Life Field. That right. stadium might be the new course. I mean, they teed off. They had four home runs. It's but just look at the way the ball was carrying. Like in that desert heat in the retractable roof stadium, like the ball already always was flying out of the park in Arlington, but especially down the left field line, the fences were longer, um, took a few home runs away. And this one seems to be more neutral distances and a retractable roof stadium. And it really seems like the ball is carrying there. Yeah, could be. There's that Joey Gallo guy. Yeah. All right. Um, and then last um, bottom of the barrel here would be the Giants, I have them at 22 and 38, and I think it's a little generous. Yeah, I have them at 23 and 37. Yeah. They're bad. Um, th- yeah, they are. They're very bad. <sighs> How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, classic. Um, But now it's time to move into... Is there any fun nickname for this? Like, I know we had NFC Least. Is there anything that anyone's come up with for NL Central? I got it. NL Central. You got to emphasize the L. Nailed it. Thank you. All right, good. So I'll email, <laughs> I'll email Manfred, and we'll get that uh situated. So yeah. in the NL Central row, yeah, okay, it's not good. Um, I have the Cubs winning. Just division. call it. Just call it the L. All right, we'll call it the L because the Cubs, because the Cubs go play in Chicago, and what's the metro called there? The L. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Full circle. So the Cubs, 33 and 27 is my prediction. Yeah, and that is a huge record, in my opinion, because they just have such an easy schedule. I think in a normal year, the Cubs are barely over 500. And like three games over 500 is barely, but at the same time, in a 60 game season, it's kind of like a decent record. And I don't really think they deserve it, but I think that's what they'll get. And I think they'll win the division. Yeah, I have them at 32 and 28. Winning the division? Yeah. All right. Um, in second, two games behind, I have the Cardinals at 31 and 29. Yeah, same. It, I just couldn't bring myself to put the Cardinals under 500. It's just, it's not going to happen. They'll find a way. Yeah. They, they'll get a cheapie. I mean, the biggest thing is, like, the biggest argument for the Cardinals winning the division is the same as last year, which is just... The whole division's the, bad in their clutch. And the Cubs' bullpen. Right. And their, and their bullpen is still really good, despite what I was talking about yesterday. With him yeah. out and stuff like that. I mean, they had that one series against the Cardinals where Kimbrell fell apart and it basically put the division away. Yeah, put the nail right in the coffin. Um, but yeah, then so do you have the Reds or the Brewers in third place? So, okay. I originally I had the Reds, then I went through and looked at the schedule. The Brewers benefit from an even easier schedule than most, 
because the Brewers play the Tigers in interleague play. And, like, that for me put them just above the Reds. I have the Brewers finishing 30 and 30. Yeah. So I, I just felt like the Reds were better. So I have the Reds at 30 and 30 and the Brewers at 29 and 31. Right. And I have the Reds at 29 and 31. So yeah. Like, like, I don't have a strong opinion. Like, I think both yeah. teams are just are mediocre and, like, just below average. I think the Reds are trending up and the Brewers are trending down, though. So, like. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I have more reasons to watch the Reds. There are two reasons to watch the Brewers and absolutely nothing two, else. But those two reasons for the Brewers mean more than anything else on the Reds. So right. you really do never know. Right. But like, like, like I, I, this doesn't mean they're a better team, but just in terms of how I feel about them, I'm more likely to sit down and watch a Reds game than with the Brewers. I'd tune in every yellow shut bat and maybe in the late innings once Hater comes in. Yeah, definitely. I feel that. All right. So then in last, the most boring team in the NL, the Pirates. Yeah. I have them at 23 and 37. Yeah, I have them at 24 and 36. And both of those records are abysmal considering the competition they play. Yeah. it. They have one person who matters. Yep. And it sounds like they'll be sharing a stadium. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be PNC Park still. Yeah, they, they that's, said they want to keep it in the Well, East, no, but... they said they said it was probably going to be PNC Park. Right, that's what and, I saw. But you kind of you were like, and it made sense to try keeping the East. But it sounds like they wanted to keep it in the East, but it was hard scheduling wise. Yeah. Also, there was no way they were. There's no way Nats Park. It was going to happen in Nats Park because there was already enough trouble getting the Nats to play in Nats Park yeah. to add more. Like, no, it, it, it sounds like the Blue Jays might play one home series at Nats Park and one at Yankee Stadium. It's interesting. Yeah. So they're going to get to have a whole tour. Yeah, I mean, they're the taxi squad. I mean, it's still ridiculous the fact that right now still on the schedule next week, the Nats have a four-game series with no off day, two at home against the Blue Jays, and two away. Like, just yeah. let them all – like, why not just have them all play at Nats Park but have the Blue Jays bat in the bottom of the inning, you know, yeah, no, that, that, for that, the last that's, two games. Uh, they're good. I was kind of excited to see the Orioles play a road game at Camden Yards. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Like, it's just not going to – it's going to feel weird. But then again, maybe it will cancel out because I already feel weird without. Yeah, quick pause. I'm just one minute on this. I just got an alert that the NBA ended its relationship with China. Completely? That's what it sounds like. Wow. That's big. That is big. And it's good. Um, That also is good. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because that's. That is big and good. And we will will talk about it. Yeah. Coming up. Let's yeah. Talk about the salary cap. Okay, yeah, let's not get into this yet. Yeah. Um, where were we? All right, NL East time, Josh. Yeah. All right. This is I'm the most let... interesting division in baseball. Well, yeah, because it's the best division in baseball and yeah. it has it has a mix of top line teams and midline teams. Yeah. Depending on how you decide to put it. I and I alluded to this before we recorded. I came up with a stat to help me make my case about why the Washington Nationals are gonna win the NL East. Okay. Okay. So before you give me your prediction, actually, I'm just going to say this. I have the Nationals winning the NL East at 36 and 24. I would like to hear who you think will win the NL East. I have the Braves at 35 and 25. All right. So can I tell you my stat as to why I like the Nationals to win the division? Okay. Um, I believe the Braves are the best team in the NL East, top to bottom. Um, I think the Mets and the Nats are second and third, and I don't mean like the Nats are second and the Mets are third or the Mets are second and the Nats are third. I think they just are second and third. And so what I did was I came up with a stat that it's abbreviation 
is the Gambiton. And the Gambiton stands for games against Miami, Baltimore, and Toronto, minus games against the Yankees. And that stat basically encompasses what the strength of schedule is going to look like for the Nationals, Braves, and Mets. And I also did it for the Phillies, just because they deserve to be mentioned here. Just in terms of the fact that they're going to be playing these three bottom-of-the-barrel teams. And then it's also important to look at how many games they play against the Yankees. And so for the Nats, their number for Gambitorn, or whatever I called it, is 17. So they have 17 games. And it's not actually games. You have to remember that because we're subtracting. They have tw- Basically, they have 20 games against Miami, Baltimore, and Toronto, which leads the division. You know how many the Braves have of such games? How many? Only 16. So that's a four-game difference, which is a huge thing in a 60-game series. And they have four against the Yankees to the Nats three. So our number for my made-up stat is 17. There's is 12. The higher, the better. The Mets are even in a worse situation because they have the same amount of games against Miami, Baltimore, and Toronto, but they play six against the Yankees. And so their number is 11. And so I have, and so I understand that's not an all-encompassing idea, but when it's so close in terms of how good the teams are going to be and in terms of how few games are going to be played, little things like letting the Nats play Baltimore six times because they're near Baltimore makes no sense. But as a Nats fan, I'm not complaining. We also got lucky with the fact that we play the Blue Jays four times and the Mets have like their four game series against the Rays and the Red Sox and a six game series. Like they just got a little bit screwed over. And so I have the Nats at 36 and 24, the Braves at 34 and 26 and the Mets at 33 and 27. So for me, I would just say a couple things first, even though those are easier schedules, weird shit happens in regional rivalries, like the Orioles and the Nats split every year. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, I want to completely rely on that. And also the thing for me is just, I think the Braves are the better team. And when you're in the same division, you also have 10 games against each other. And if I think they're the better team, they'll win the majority of those games. Right. But can you really say with confidence that the Braves will win more than six games against the Nats? I think they'll win six or seven. And Um, that's a big difference. If they do win seven, the thing is, it's so close this year that if they do win seven, and I think they'll win about six, but if they do win seven, all of a sudden both of the teams are tied in record. And so, like, the little things do matter. And I'm not saying that playing the Orioles is means six wins, but when you play the Orioles uh, six times and the Yankees three times instead of vice versa, you should come out with a better record, and I expect the Nats to in those games. And I think that games in common means more than ever because I expect the Nats and the Mets to, and to somewhat beat up on the Marlins to do fairly well against the Phillies, beat up on each other, and then lose a few to the Braves. And so my stat is not all-encompassing, but I think it is worth mentioning. And I, at the same time, I'm also biased. I yeah, hope the Nats so will win the division. I totally understand what you're saying. I just think it would mean more for me if I was operating under the premise that they were similar teams, where I think there is a difference between the Braves and the Mets and the Nats. And I think the Braves are just the best team in the division. So do you which, have the Nats sort of, in second place, though? I have the Mets and Nats at 33 and 27, both of them. All right. So you're um, – but honestly, you think the Mets are the better team then? I kind of feel like that has to be the case. I think the Mets are a little bit better, yeah. I think over – I think there's a chance that over 162-game season the Nats are better. But I think in a 60-game season, having the best pitcher in baseball and the guy who led baseball in homers last year means a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just – I'd still take the Nationals pitching staff 
over the Mets. Um, just with Syndergaard out, like I understand he was a four ERA guy last year, but the bottom line is lately a four ERA guy is not the worst thing in the world, especially one with high strikeout rates and a guy in Syndergaard who's like a big energy guy. I think that Strasburg and Scherzer will do enough. And like, I think the Nats on any given day will have a chance to win a ball game where for the Mets, it's like three out of four because I don't think they'll really go five deep. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's yeah. It's so, it's very exciting to, yeah. to get to follow this division and, I mean, in only six I think games. for me with the Mets, it's, we know DeGrom's going to get have a great year. We know Alonzo's going to hit homers. Right, but I, I think, also think Alonzo's going to regress. I've said well, that so on the record. I think the biggest X factors for them are Edwin Diaz and UNS Espinus because I think for me, I'm sort of counting on a bounce-back season from Edwin Diaz just because it can't get much worse than it was last year. Um. But it, it can stay pretty much the same. Like, he was not reliable last year because he didn't have control. Well, There's it was only that just... he wasn't reliable. He was awful. Like, he was one of the worst relievers in baseball. Right, he and, lost his job. Um, Yeah, I think it's hard to get much worse. And then the big X factor is Cespedes. I mean, he'll be their DH. We have no idea how good he is at this point. Um, That's, I mean, that's the big thing. It. Yeah, we'll see. There's a chance he can't play professional baseball anymore, there's a chance he's the comeback player of the year. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But I, I have them both at 33 and 27. I think the Mets are a little bit better. The Nats have a little bit of an easier schedule and then the winds up evening out. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to disagree that the Braves are the better team. I would disagree slightly that the Nats are the better team but it's than the Mets, but it's so close that I don't think it's worth our time. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Phillies. Um, I have them at 29 and 31. Yeah, I have them at 30 and 30. And just because of their schedule. I yeah. mean, they're still a solid club. For me, I just think they're the definition of a 500 team. Yeah, I, I just, like, I think in a normal season, I'd probably put them right around 500. It's just they have a particularly hard schedule. Um, yeah. Just because, like, the teams above them are so good. But I will say this. One thing that worries me about the Phillies is last year doesn't matter too much, but they struggled heavily against the Marlins. Like, the reason that the Nats, Mets, and Braves were so good, other than, like, all the obvious reasons where they beat up on the teams they were supposed to, it wasn't like that for the Phillies. The Phillies had, I think out of their 19 games, they won, like, 12 against the Mets. I think they only won nine against the Marlins. If you're going to be a 500 team against the Marlins, then you have no reason to try to contend for this division. Yeah, well, that that's actually a thing with the Red Sox, um, where last year the Yankees won the division by something like, 10 or 12 games and the bit I mean one of the big differences that just put it away early was the Red Sox went something like 10 and 8 against the Orioles and the Yankees were 16 and 2 right like that's a serious thing like I, I remember seeing the stat like you think about it the Phillies were a 500 team that went below 500 against the Marlins yeah in 19 games they win 15 of those games all of a sudden they're, they're not necessarily making the playoffs but they're as good as the Mets in terms of record like the Wizards yeah like the 2017 Wizards. Yeah. But that's that's a different story. So we'll see if the Phillies can stay focused. I do think that it makes enough sense that that team struggles against the bad competition. And then you think about it, and it's like all these nationally televised games against, like, the Cubs where Bryce Harper walked it off or the Dodgers, they do better in. Yeah. But they have to be able to win the games that they're supposed to win if they're going to be competitive. Yeah. And that um, brings us to those lowly Marlins. Yeah. Who I, just are faced with every obstacle in yeah, their life. Yeah, I said this yesterday. I don't think they're the worst team in baseball. I think that's the Orioles and the Royals, but I think they'll have the worst record in baseball. Um, so I have them at 
Yeah, that's where I have the Orioles. I have the Marlins a game better at 20 and 40 because I think, like, the Marlins and the Orioles will play, and I think the Marlins are the better team, and that alone is enough for me to say I think the, the Marlins are a little better. Yeah, honestly, those games, they're both so bad that I almost look at it as a wash. No, like, I'm not saying it's a, yeah. that's a reason why I think the Marlins will end with a better record. It's just when I think to myself, like, I want to give the Marlins the benefit of the doubt that they won't be the absolute, you know, bottom. Yeah, I mean, I just think the difference is the Orioles have 10 games against the Blue Jays. The Royals have 10 games against the Tigers. The Marlins don't have any of that. Yeah, definitely. No, I, so, I totally see what you're saying. But um, like I said, like they beat up on the Phillies last year. They did. That's just a fact. Yeah. The Phillies and Marlins play opening weekend. And I don't know. We'll see if that's still the case this year. Like they also beat up on Nola in particular. But yeah, I assume that that's something that won't happen under Girardi. Yeah. So I think we have very similar playoff positions with a little bit of difference in the NL. But I think both of us in the AL have the Yankees as the one, the Astros as the two, the Indians as the three. And then a wild card game between the Twins and the Rays. Right. I have the Twins at the four seed, technically. Yeah, um, I have them both at 34 and 26. Yeah, I yeah. have – if I'm just going to get into who I think will win that game, is that – are you good with that? Yeah. I think that the Rays are the better team, so I'm just going to say that they'll win that game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, take any one of their three pitchers. Take all, or, Take two out of the three, just knowing how the wild card game yeah. works. Um, just any of them are better than any of the Twins starting pitchers. Um, for sure. And yeah. And then the NL, we both have the Dodgers as the one seed. I have the Braves I have the Nats as the as two. two. You have Braves. Yeah. We both have Cubs as three. And then do you have the Nats and Mets in the wild card? Yeah. And then I have the Braves and Mets. And in terms of the wild card game there, I like, I hate to do it, but I think the Mets will beat the Braves in a wild card situation. Yeah. I can't predict the other way. Um, so I'm going to go with the, uh, Mets to beat the Braves in the wild yeah. card. It's why I have the Mets over, I have the Mets over the Nats. I really, I think the Mets are a slightly better team, but I think it's so close. I can't definitively say it. It's just in a one, if you're in a one game situation and asking me to bet against Jacob deGrom, that's not something I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what like the Nats pitching situation looks like in terms of an ace. And I believe yeah. Dan Strasburg will take over by the end of the year, but Jacob Degrom is still better yeah. than anybody. In the, yeah, at the end the of league. the day, it's a one game. It's a one game playoff, and he's the best pitcher in baseball. Right. So assuming that they don't overwork him too much in the regular season or anything like that, I think he'll. I think that Jacob Degrom is able to win a wild card game against the Mets or or against the Nats or the Braves. Yeah. So then I have Braves, Cubs, you have Nats, Cubs. I assume we both have the Dodgers dispatching the Mets pretty easily. Yeah, I, I have it in five, but it could. Yeah, uh, I, I, have like, it, I have it in four. Right, like it, I was going to say it could easily be four or three. I just think that the, the Mets won't go down easy. Like, I just don't think any team from the NL East will. I think the Dodgers, like we talked about how unfortunate it is for the NL East wildcard winner, assuming it's someone from the NL East. Also unfortunate for the Dodgers. I mean, we saw what happened last year. Yeah. Had they played the Cardinals, which would have made more sense. Yeah. No re. I, I mean, I'm sure they would have swept them. Yeah. I mean, but also with the Dodgers, the thing about the Dodgers last year is, like, the Nats did get lucky to win that series. Like, the thing with the Dodgers is every other year, you could point to one discernible reason they lost – where last year with the Dodgers, it really wasn't a situation where it's like, oh, they overworked Jansen. It was really just Dave Roberts fell apart. 
And like there wasn't necessarily one area where you felt like the Nats had a clear advantage because the Nats bullpen was even worse than the Dodgers. The only advantage the Nats had was their ability to come from behind. Yeah, and Bellinger had a rough series, and that's not yeah, something. Yeah, and I I just feel like out of all the Dodgers playoff chokes, last year's was the biggest aberration, if you know what I mean. You know what? I don't care what it was. I enjoyed the outcome. Oh no, no, no! Completely. I'm not invalidating it. I'm just saying. No, I don't. You can invalidate it. Like I know you're not, but like the people who say like the Nats only won the World Series because of a misplayed ball in the outfield, that's fine. They still won the World Series. Yeah, I mean. And, like, with the Astros in 2017, Dave Roberts got outmanaged by A.J. Hinch. That's the reason the series flipped. Um, it was that simple. It's not like Davey Martinez had an incredible series. In that I mean, it, it just – but, yeah, I think they'll beat the Mets. Um, yeah, I, I do too. I just think the Mets will put up a slightly bigger fight. That doesn't really – it's also way too early to be talking about something like that because we don't know what either of these rosters will really look like come playoff time just because of the natural course of the season added with the whole Corona thing. Like for all we yeah. know, Jacob deGrom tests positive on September 29th. Yeah. Um, and then I have the Braves, you have the Nats, but whoever wins that division will dispatch the Cubs pretty easily. Yeah. I have the Nats beating the Cubs in four. Yeah. I have the Braves beating them in four as well. So yeah. And even if the Mets were to win it, same idea. It's really a carousel. Uh, quick like question about the wild card game. Yeah. Who do you think out of any other team in the NL is most likely to make it? The Cardinals? Like, do you think there's a scenario where the Nats or the Mets are better than one another and the Braves win the division, and all of a sudden the Nats or Mets are the sixth seed? I would say the Reds. Because the the thing is, I know who the Cardinals are. Like, you're saying they're such a wild card that they could go 32 wins. Right. Like, I think there's the most variance in the Reds. Where there could – where – we think we we both think they're a year or two away, but it could be that they're a year or two early. It's a good point. Um, yeah, I like that. So I I would say to Reds just because I feel like I know much. I'm much more confident in knowing who the Cardinals are than I am about the Reds. Definitely. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point. All right. So the ALCS uh, or the oh, we haven't done the ALDS. Yeah, the ALDS. We both have Yankees Rays, right? Yeah. This is the only one I'm projecting a sweep for in the entire playoffs. I just think that the Yankees are far and away better than the Rays. I wouldn't be surprised if it went four or five, but I'm just going to say Yankees sweep and, you know, work backwards. Yeah, I'm doing four because the Rays have good pitching. And we saw, I mean, they like this is a really scrappy team. We saw them take the Astros to five last year. Definitely. I just think this year's Um, Yankees are better than last year's Astros. Yeah, no, I agree. Um and then the other one, I have a sweep with this in Astros-Indians. You know what, Josh? I have the Indians being the Astros. It's my upset. Really? It really is. I, I, have, I have a weird, sneaky feeling that when you really look at the Astros and Indians, the Astros pitching is worse through and through, in my opinion. Like, I like what the Indians have going. They don't exactly have an ace-ace, but they have, a, they have guys that you want starting a playoff game. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'd take Verlander. Verlander's the best pitcher, period, but he'll like he will lose a playoff game. It's what he does. Well, I mean, even if it's, it's not the World fault. Series, he's he's always been a really good playoff pitcher. I, I mean, mean, he choked he, against the Rays last year. Yeah, but he also has two Twice. of the two greatest ALDS performances of this decade. Look, we'll see what happens. I'm 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 admittedly projecting an upset, 
I don't think the Indians yeah. are necessarily better, but stuff happens. Listen, I think, the I think are really good this year. I think the biggest thing in favor of the Indians is that it's Terry Francona versus Dusty Baker. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. We'll get to that later, but like in a different pod. But I I think pretty highly of Terry Francona. Yeah, he's a great manager. Um, Dusty Baker um, is not. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, what's to say? Yes, okay. So I'm I'm not saying for sure it's gonna happen, but I have the Indians being the Astros in five, ALCS. If we want to continue where we're going, I think we'll both yeah. have the Yankees. Yeah. I have the Yankees winning in five. I could see you maybe a little further in the series. I, I have it in five. It, okay. Like the Astros, like I said, last year the Astros beat the Yankees in six games. The Yankees are healthy and have Garrett Cole. I think that's right. enough to swing it to Yankees in five. It's more than enough. Yeah. Um, And then the NLCS. I think we'll also have similar stuff here. Yeah, I have Dodgers in five. I have Dodgers in six, just because I imagine both the Braves and the Nats would find a way to push it a little. But either way, I would have the Dodgers in six. And so, yeah, Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah. Who you got? I have the Yankees. Me too. In six. I think... Me too. I think if you look at the two teams, we're doing lineup... I give slight advantage Dodgers probably, but it's not that big of a difference. We're doing pitching rotation, slight advantage Yankees, but once again, it's a wash. I think the biggest difference between the two is the bullpens and the managers. Because listen, at the end of the day, the same story with the Dodgers as it's been every year. I've said this before. Dave Roberts is a crappy manager who overworks Kenley Jansen in the playoffs, and they didn't have a very deep bullpen. Um, and the Yankees have, I think, the best bullpen in baseball. It's been their strength for years, and Aaron Boone is a very good manager. I think we're due for a bounce-back year from Giancarlo Stanton. I think Aaron Judge is really ready to break out, and the Yankees out of the guy named Garrett Cole. Um Um, and I think they're going to win the World Series, and they'll end their so-called alone. Um, but All yeah, right. so I have the Yankees in six. Yeah, I, I, you heard me say I have the Yankees in six, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I, I think this is the f- the first time the Yankees will win it in probably a long time, obviously, but I think it's time. It's the Yankees. Yeah. They got to win. Yeah, and at the end of the day. Having Mookie Betts makes the Dodgers a much better team, but Mookie Betts doesn't fix the hole that's cost them in the playoffs every year. Right. Not only that, but I'd rather add Garrett Cole than Mookie Betts. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I just think the Yankees are a more complete team, and I think the bullpen and the manager is going to swing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, This was fun. Yeah. I look forward to seeing yeah. how right and how wrong we were in different places. Listen, this is going to be a weird season, but I- I've come full circle. I'm embracing it. Yeah, I'm I'm planning to. I'm hoping that it gets finished. They're, they're like, I, I need to constantly remind myself there's a good chance this falls through at some point. Yeah, but listen, even if it's not what we think of as typical baseball, weird shit is going to happen this year. Yeah, and, and, it's cert- and we might as well embrace it. It's certainly the most unique baseball season we will ever see in our lives. Yeah, definitely. All right. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Yeah.
So yep. make sure you guys check out uh, floaterpod.com. Also, other social medias, the floater pod. As Aaron alluded to yesterday, we are now on Google Play and Apple Podcasts in addition to Spotify. Just search the floater pod on any one of those platforms and we should come up. We look forward to being able to start podcasts on live sports. I mean, it's a bad yeah. time. It's all for I'm the first say. time. Yeah, for the first time. Uh, so, yeah, other than that, um, on behalf of Josh and myself, I'd love to remind you guys to stay loyal. <laughs>